Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Pleased to be joined by the wild card game and World Series hero, the fourth overall pick in the 2010 draft by your Kansas City Royals. Six years in the big leagues, four in Royal Blue. Christian Colon, now the assistant hitting coach with the AA affiliate Northwest Arkansas, is my guest. Well, let's start at the beginning. Drafted fourth overall 2010 out of the powerhouse Cal State Fullerton, a place where the expectation year in and year out is to win, and when that's the expectation, you got to be a team first player. Uh, how would you describe that transition going from a championship-focused program, being a team first guy, to now it's your profession and you're getting paid, yes, to win, but you're also getting paid to produce and maybe not be selfish but put up numbers along with putting up w's that's that's kind of where i um i got lost a little bit just because i had that mentality but then i became you know a first rounder and then i go into this this amazing organization and it was in the minor leagues is it was they were preaching winning, so I was right in my element. I mean, they gave me every opportunity to be successful, and I felt comfortable through the minor minor leagues, and and of course in the big leagues is all about winning. So from that standpoint, I always felt like this this was the like the perfect organization for me. But I got caught up myself personally, thinking, well, I got to do what that guy's doing. You know, he was in the same draft year. It's me. I got to do what this guy is doing and start comparing myself. And, you know, I always knew, not always, but I, I felt like when I th started thinking about myself, I was not good. Nothing clicked for me. When I was with that mentality of, all right, I'll do anything to win games. Everything was smooth. Everything worked. Uh, I brought a lot of value in that. But it was almost like I was I was fighting it all the time, you know. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I don't want to sacrifice too much on this, you know. But but how could you not? When you know, when you have such a good group of guys coming together, and you know, I'm thankful. I'm thankful that I I had a spot in, in that in in that spot. You know, everybody wants to be the star and the main guy, but just to be able to be able to be part of it. It taught me a lot, and so I'm I'm encouraging guys to 
get in where you can fit in, it does not mean that you aren't valuable. Actually, some of those guys are more valuable. Dyson Dyson was a big part of our team. He was a, he was a a leader, and he was a you know a guy, you know the guy that that really uh, was a role player. So I learned a lot from him. So, but when you get drafted that high and you have your own expectations sometimes if you don't have good people around you reminding you hey now hey hang on this is about the Kansas City Royals this is not about you that's what it's about staying in that mindset but at the same time handling your business I think one of the greatest things that I heard and I heard it yesterday is like you can't give someone something great if you don't have it so if you don't if you're not like locked in with you what you got to do and be right then you can't give that out so it made it made a lot of sense it doesn't make you a selfish person just it's just all how you look at it it's one of the many great things about this game it, it and i think you are the perfect example of it um, you you want to make it about yourself but when even though you want to be the star when you when you put the team first you end up being the star uh, like you were in the 12th inning of the wild card game, the 12th inning of the World Series. For as much as you want to make it about yourself, make it about the team, and you'll find yourself in that spotlight. That's what, yeah, that's exactly what, you know, what I'm, what I try to tell these guys, like, because there's a balance. You know, if you're, if you're a top guy, and let's say you have such a high ceiling, you don't want to be. T- on the other end of that, you don't want to be too humble either. You know, you don't want to come across as like, all right, I, I'm, I'll do anything. You, you got to have boundaries too. So, but it's that, it's that fine line where, you know, and those are the great ones have it, you know, like Hosmer, like, you know, moves all those guys. Okay. And we had a lot of those guys that they were so good that they knew I'm the, I'm a guy, I'm a guy, Alex Gordon, I'm a guy, but I care so much more about the team and people around me that that's what this 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 organization is about and you know I look at just how the leaders here and in, in this organization how they move and how they act and interact I mean from the ownership Dayton all the way down it's like we know you know we we Dayton's a pretty special person JJ Scott you know but they're so selfless like they don't it's about everybody else. So I think that just gives power to to the whole organization and trust to say, you know what, we got to pull one direction. If that guy's doing it, you know, and I joke around all the time about Dayton. He's always looking for ways to humble himself, and that's pretty special. So when you talk about Moose and Haas and, and, and you knew that they uh, – and they knew that, that they were the guy, I wonder, when you're standing – in that batter's box against Addison Reed, 12th inning, game five of the World Series, in your mind, are you that guy? That's a, that's a mentality, yeah. That's especially for I – learned, I learned that from 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 Dice. You know, Dyson being in – you know, he, he always believed in himself, no matter how long he was on, on that bench, you know. So, for me, coming from, like, a program where I played every day and I was – the guy get drafted and pretty much the guy until you run into you know hey this is the role you're gonna have that was challenging for me you know I I was trying to act like 
you know, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. But it was something that I had to really check. And learning from Dyson in that aspect was, was great to just be able to sit in the dugout and know, hey, <laughs> anything can happen and I can be a big part of this win tonight. I'm here. You know, I'm here. I'm part of this group. I just have a different role. Drew Butera was another guy who's great at it. Eric Kratz. You know, I had good people around me that really knew and understood their role, but some of those guys weren't fourth, you know, the fourth pick overall. So, you know, I had to really find that mentality, uh, and it was tough. It was tough for me, as you know, you know, so. Yeah, when you have that fourth overall pick thing hanging above your head and all the expectations that come with it, what was that talk, that noise, was it louder inside your own head or the noise coming from the outside? That's a good, that's a good question. Um, I would say, I would say I, I was oblivious to it, to be honest with you at the beginning. Uh, I just wanted to play baseball, go out there and do it. But I think it, it went both ways. And then I, I, it started with the outside no, noise a little bit. And then I, I just didn't know how to stop it mainly in my head then I became aware and I'm a very aware person I can read people so I became aware of that pink elephant in the room and I was just kind of like well you know I I need to I need to find a way to get some some space from the game and 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 just relax and off season try to get get a grip on you know get back to who you are what you do and you know, off seasons, believe it or not, they come they come in quick. You know, the season comes in quick. The off seasons are fast, um, especially when I got called up. You know, fourteen, and then it's like fourteen game seven, back at it. World Series game five. You know, sixteen, we're still running. You know, going out there and trying to make something happen. So I mean, it was, and then seventeen, I was DFA'd. So it was kind of quick so i wanted to slow it down but um yeah i mean i i would say it was my own my own head after a while was just like i have to do this i have to do that i gotta be better i gotta and i needed to understand and identified who i was for the team and who i was and i would have enjoyed it a lot more and i would have been probably that's when i thrive that's when i was playing well and I was fearless. I would go out there. I could be sitting down for 10 games, and I know I believed in myself enough to go out there and put good at-bats together. Uh, but, you know, the whole thing, stuff that I couldn't control, you know. So that's – I see it now. <laughs> you know, that's always how it happens. But so the main thing – that's why mainly I wanted to get into this is because as much as we can coach it, uh, uh, one of these guys, you know, hey – Give them a few tips on skills, and this is what's going to separate you is up here. It's your head, um, just how you feel, how you see things, perspective. You know, I remember going through all this stuff in, in the big leagues and, and wanting to prove myself, and I remember guys that really care about me in this organization, front office and everything. Hey, you're in the major leagues, man. No matter what, you're, you're in the big leagues. You have to look at things from you providing for your family. You're, you know, and and when you have a, a different mentality, which drove me, right? It drove me to do 
work hard and and achieve things and you know be ready at any any moment because I wanted to produce but it also I never I never knew how to turn it off you mean couldn't shut off thinking about the game the expectations you'd bring that home yeah I'm I'm a I'm a human being I'm a person when I'm away from the diamond and that's what I'm preaching these guys hey there's no way you wake up at nine in the morning and the game's at seven and you're thinking about what you got to do this this and that you like you live life and there's time for everything you know when we dive in into the report for that pitcher tonight and when you dive in you're present you know i just learned now how to be more present in what i'm doing and i wish i would have slowed down okay and taken that i always talk about zero to a hundred everybody wants to do that everybody wants to do that but you don't even know what 45 felt like you don't even know what 60 felt like even if it was bad i want it i mean now i want to feel that i want to feel what i want to sit in it power of the pause you know so it's i guess it just comes with time where you just you're born with it you know just take things one step at a time so what was the moment for you coming up through the minor leagues or in that 2014 season when was it when you knew that this wasn't just a talented core this was a championship core i think it it hit me it hit me when i looked around and i saw well that that spot's locked in that spot's locked in well that's that's locked in said wow got it all i mean we got we we got it all in the minor leagues you know spent first year in double a second year started in double a went to triple a and i think like just winning in the minor leagues without the guys that were there before like because i was like a always a little behind haws and moose but the fact that we continued to win i was like okay these dudes left they left a legacy here. Like, they left a standard of how to do things. So when we go up and, you know, I get there in 14, it's like, all right, these guys have been here now for two years, and I know they, they left standards in the minor leagues on how to do things, and I know here is the same thing. So it just hit me when we won when we won the first championship in AAA, and they were all in the big leagues. But I was still there, and it just kind of gave me the blueprint, you know, so I could tell. I mean, and then it was just like Ned said. Ned called it, man. Ned was like, hey, let let these guys play out here, and you'll see that eventually it's going to turn. I don't, we don't know when, but it's going to – and I, I remember it, man. It's like we get in the walk-hard game, that's it. Like, you know, that, that was like the – getting into that game and then actually – winning that game and then i mean the rest is history like it's very very few times that in after 14 and 15 coming back for spring training we thought if we stay healthy we got a really really good chance of winning and to actually carry it out so hard i mean it just it's just the group those group of group of guys you know and they always you know you always hear the stories you always you remember you remember every guy in that locker room and down the road and you'll see him and you'll remember and it's true it's true like it's crazy which of those moments is most vivid for you the 
RBI knock in the wild card game and then scoring on Salvi's ribby, or is it driving in dice, game five, City Field, 2015? They're both huge, man. Like, but I, I obviously remember I, I don't remember the wild card as much, um, but I, I, the World Series, I kind of was starting to evolve as a person a little bit and saying, you know, like slow down, take it in, take it in. Even if it don't work out, take it in. I mean, yeah, I, I tell a story out here all the time. You know, they just want to know like, well, how, how were you really feeling? You know? And, and I can finally say like, I wanted to get out there so bad, you know, I wanted to just help in any way. And it just happened to work out the way it did. But when I stepped out there, I'm like, Ooh, I'm nervous. Like I should have, like I should have just kept watching the game. You know, like this is no joke. And it gave me a new perspective on the respect for those guys going out there each and every night in front of cameras, making plays. That's big time. And that's why I wanted to get out there. Is just I respected the group so much. You know, like how much we worked, and we were like you know all brothers fought like brothers, loved each other like brothers. So it was something that I wanted to get him, you know, get a, tr- a chance to help, but I was nervous. I was I was nervous. I mean, I owe two right away, so but I remember those feelings and I remember telling myself, "Step out. Breathe. Who cares if the camera's on you and it looks like you're stressed out or you're, you know, like breathing heavy, whatever, whatever. You know, this is take a step back." You've done this all your life. You've been praying for this opportunity to get out there and, and, and help your team. So just put it in play. Dice dice will score. You know What you don't think about is that the pitcher, too. The pitcher's nervous. After it's all said and done and years, years later, it just kind of hits you like, man, like Addison Reed, like he's he's a great pitcher. I'm sure he was nervous. You, you know, you could just tell. You don't. You don't make mistakes on a slider like that, you know, many times. So I was actually talking with Bobby Witt Jr., and I asked him, what about big league baseball are you most curious about? And he, he just went right to October and just wondered what that felt like. Um, so when he asks you, what are you going to tell him? What does October baseball feel like? Oh, yeah, it's something in the air. It's different. You wake up and it's different. It's like the best feeling in the world, even if you're not, even if you're not in the lineup. I mean, it's just everybody's together. The whole city's together. Everybody's watching. Everybody's fixing their day around that. You know, accommodating their day around game time. And so many, you know, cameras and people, and it's just joy, just pure joy. And there's nothing better than to compete with something on the line. You know, so. He'll get he'll get to experience that. I really believe that. And what a what a what a great kid. What impresses you about him? <sighs> Everything. I mean, I was talking to him uh, the other day. We we're you know eating out here, you know, just in the cafeteria, and I'm you know we're just talking, and he stopped eating to just like give me that attention. I'm like, dude, you don't have to do that. You can eat, man. Like you know, he he's. Um, He's a special person. He can relate to everybody, talks to everybody, you know, uh, makes people feel comfortable. The talent as a player, you'll, you guys already know what he can do. So, But I, I believe he's, man, he's a special, special person. And 
shout out to his parents and his family. I mean, that's he's an outstanding person, and he's going to have a lot of success. And hopefully, you know, he can – all these guys are following him, you know, and keeping him accountable, and they keep each other accountable. And that's kind of what we saw. It's cool to watch it on the outside now, you know, because it just takes you back. It takes you back to – some of the some of the interactions we had and you know how guys followed each other and almost like they knew and they respected each other they knew we knew each other like the back of our hands you know so yeah I'll I'll tell you what and and you alluded to this earlier and I'm just over here nodding along I I say it still man I'll never forget showing up spring training prior to that 2015 season it was just different you guys wanted blood you wanted someone in another dugout in a different jersey you wanted someone to pay for what went down in the previous October against the Giants it anyone that was around that team heading into 2015 knew that you guys were going to be there in the end oh yeah I mean we it's just like that confidence is everything in life is like confidence when you when you're going good at the plate you're confident you know, when you're playing in your games, you're confident. And it's just all about we, – we knew, like, all right, this is – we got everything. And now we know how to win. We we felt that pressure of the cameras and MLB Network and reporters and everything and what's in the air. We've, we're good. I mean, that's why Giants – I mean, that the 14, those guys have been through it. Posey and Bumgarner. You could tell. You could tell the difference. Crawford, how they carry themselves. No – even though every single pitch is huge, just it, it kind of felt like it was just a normal game for them, you know. And for us, we're like, all right, more uptight. We're still trying to make sure everything's cool. Like, let's checking all the boxes. And so then, your your natural talent sometimes, your actions and your instincts don't play. And and I always think about this when Gordo was coming around third. And Brandon Crawford picks up picks that ball and won't short hop. Sometimes, you know, teams that aren't in that situation, you know, like a little tight, he might have missed it or something. But, no, no he, yeah, he just picked it like nothing. You, you know, so once you go through it once, you know, just like everything, you go through it once, you know, you go to college, you're a freshman, you don't know where you're going, you know, sophomore year is a little better. and So I think we had that with the talent and the work ethic. One story I've, I've never really – uh, asked about him um, is your Donald Ventura in that 2014 wildcard game I mentioned it earlier uh, brought in out of the bullpen I know up in the press box everyone was firing Ned Yost after Brandon Moss hit that home run I, I liked the move bringing in a young right-hander with a hundred miles per hour in that right arm what what was your Donald like in that dugout following that home run to Brandon Moss, when it all felt lost, we all learned over time what a sensitive, emotional, shy young man Jordano Ventura really was. How how broken up was he in that dugout? Yeah, he was. He was he was down. He was down. He was he was upset. But he he stayed around. I remember he stayed around. We we were trying to keep him, you know, engaged. You know, it's not it wasn't his fault, and that's just. How baseball goes sometimes, you know, but he was, he was crushed. Yeah, he was down. I mean, he always, he um, just wore his, you know, 
his feelings on his sleeves, his heart on his sleeves. So he he was very he felt like he let us down a lot of times, even when he started fights. <laughs> I learned a lot observing Jordano Ventura, just the the dichotomy of the, the guy on the field and the guy that we saw off the field, the confidence on the field and the at times insecurity off the field. He was easy to root for. He's like that little brother that just like got in trouble all the time but wanted to see everybody succeed so bad. But he got in trouble and then got everybody else in trouble. <laughs> he was very uh he was fearless, but on the mound, that's what made him special. Outside he was shy and you know, he's just stand you know, standoffish. But and understandably, uh, there was no escaping the the loss of Giordano at the beginning of two thousand seventeen. I mean, the entire opening day was understandably so, dedicated to him. I, I don't know how you guys in those first few months uh, compartmentalized not having your, your brother there when there's reminders of him everywhere. Um, that was that was rough, dude. That was rough. Because... We felt like anywhere we would go, it's like it was a reminder. There was a he was he was reminded, you know, our people reminded us of him being just being at places that we shared with him, you know, and stories and stuff. And you know, it was just um, it felt like things were coming to an end, you know. So it was it was. It was sad. Um, in that same year, you know, I get DFA'd, and I just, I should have personally, I should have got, like, help. Like, you know, just go talk to someone about it and, you know, counseling or whatever. And because that was out of nowhere. You know, that was, and you're still trying to be a professional and perform. And so... I don't know. He he meant a lot to us, you know. He because we knew how innocent he was and how shy he was, and but this front he put up, you know, he was brave. And but so yeah, that was that was that was hard. I mean, we we were thinking a lot about his situation and what happened and trying to make sense of it even months and, you know, years after, you know. So I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it, you know, still. No, we were all just waiting for something to come across social media saying, no, it's not true. Yeah, yeah and then you were you were on the Marlins later on in that 2017 season with Edinson Volquez on what would have been Yo's what twenty sixth birthday, right? Volquez throws the no hitter. That that was that was one of my like that's one of my favorite memories in baseball. Being there, Volky's throwing, and him and I knew, man. Him and I knew like this is this is this is his day, and um, Volky was. I mean, it was amazing. It was like it was like Ventura was pitching with him, like. Yeah, and 
Yeah. That, that was special. That was special to be able to part of that and, and just hug Eddie. And him and I, like, share that moment here. And then we were there together. And it just felt cool to watch him do that. I mean, that's another guy, man. That's another guy wherever wherever he's at. man. got to thank him because that guy was – he cared. He cared a lot. James Shields, they injected great things into their organization, you know. And what was it that they injected? Expectations, boundaries, respect, effort, uh, consistency. They Those guys, same same guys, same guys, whether they give it up or not, whether they make $50 million or $10, same guys on a daily basis. And you see that when you're hanging out with them every day. You know, it's like it don't matter. It really don't, and 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 that's that's hard to do, you know, because in this industry, you know, you can lose sight of that. Like I, we talked about earlier, you know, you can get caught up in yourself and other things, or you got stuff going up going on at home, and you don't, you know, you get to the field and you're just a little different. <laughs> never seen that from they never were like that. See why standing. Wade, same guy. I mean, it's just I can go on and on and on. Man, you know, just sitting here, uh, boy, from from your own career, first round draft pick and the grind, uh, to the championships, to the passing of your Dono Ventura. Man, I, I was, I'm interested what you want to get out of coaching. I can see quite clearly what you're going to bring to these young men's lives the 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 stories and and the advice so so what do you hope uh, to get out of this when it's all said and done i just want to be consistent for the guys understand i care a lot about them as people understand that baseball is what they do not who they are and to be present and to enjoy it to enjoy i mean everybody wants to be a major leaguer but uh Reality is it's very hard to do, and you also need the help of others, and you need things to fall in line, you know, and things are already written how they're supposed to go, you know. So if you can just work hard, you know, give it all you got and see what happens, I know I know that mentality is going to help you with whatever else you're going to go do just because I don't think people realize how hard it is to be an athlete, you know, to be a professional athlete. So I think they just they just have to understand that if you don't make it, it's not a failure at all, man. It's not you didn't fail. You're about to thrive in in other things. And if you do make it, well, you're ready for the ride because anything can happen, you know. And there's so much opportunities and people that love this sport. I just want to let them know, man. Like I, I want to be consistent for them, just like I saw all these guys that I've been talking to you about, how they pour into me, even when they were hurting. Two things: Are you at peace with your career, and how much of this endeavor as a coach has to do with you um, coming to terms with how things? went down on and off the field throughout your career? I think I'm at, I'm finally, you know what, at peace with a lot of these 
topics, but I'm still, I looked at counseling and things like that as like, uh, why when things get tough, then you go do that. And then you keep it all to yourself, you know, but I'm open about it because, and even when, if I'm going good, I'm still doing it. It's just a good way for me to get my, my feelings out. It's okay. You know, I thought you can't, you can't let your feelings out, man. That makes you weak and all that, you know, you've heard all that. But it doesn't. It makes you actually stronger when people know where you're at. And uh, they can love on you, man. And they can. One thing I wish I would have done is people that put their name on the line for me, you know, hey, pick this kid or stood up for me. I wish I would have, when I was down through the minor leagues or, you know, when I, I had doubt, I wish I, probably, I if I voiced that, if I would have called them and said, hey, can you remind me again why why you picked me? Like what you saw in me? And I'm sure they would have loved it. They would have said, you know, hey, yeah, man, get back to doing this. You know, you, you we, we saw this in you. We saw these qualities in you. You know, that's something that it can remind you. And, and I want these guys to feel comfortable enough to they want to talk about that. And I can love on them. Absolutely. And there's times where we're going to be straightforward and honest. But. As much as if I do get on them, as much as I do get on them, I'm gonna love on them as well. So I'm, and this is this is all from you know time and, and heartaches and mistakes, especially too with my family, my wife, my kids. I put them through a lot, so it's just you know understanding that there's a lot more to all this thing. Yeah, the game's bigger than the box score, and just what you're you're talking about. Man, from from my own life, my own experiences, my own family members, you know, learning, uh, evolving when it comes to mental health. Uh, and we, especially a person like me in the media, we, we get we get so bogged down with what's happening between the white lines. But, you know, what you're saying, what can save our life? can save lives, even if the young man doesn't turn into the most successful big leaguer. The the, the kind of advice you can impart, man, could really make an impact. I love that because that's that's what it's about. And to me, that's the approach I started taking about, you know, giving lessons to, to younger kids, you know. Um, I started realizing that I do enjoy teaching you know, and I learned a lot from teaching and just what was on my heart. And I think when I was giving lessons to these kids, I was like, you know, why do we focus so much on what you can do? You know, we already know that, you know, let's just praise what you do well. And let's just build off of that, you know, and sometimes we get lost. You don't know what you do well. You don't know what you bring to the table. You know, you think, you know, but it's nice to hear other people tell you. And be honest about that. And, you know, when you have a coach that can tell you, hey, hey, no, no, that's not it. We're not going to be doing that or whatever. And they're honest with you even when and you can be mad. You know, you're going to get upset. But then, you know, man, that you can trust that guy when he tells you, hey, that's it. Now you're doing, you're doing it right. You know, that's what you bring to the table. You know, it's not just words. So, that's that's mainly my my focus every day here. I could talk to you all day, CC. I appreciate the time. Uh, we'll do this again soon. Well, I appreciate it. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.